What's going on, Card Nation? We're rolling along here on the Papa John's 37-hour pregame show. Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger here with you guys. You can check out our podcast, The Breakdown, every Thursday night on iTunes and on our website, thebreakdownul.com. we got a great hour planned for you guys. We'll recap the Louisville-UNC game. Our friend David Hood of TigerNet.com is going to join us. We'll also hear some sound from both of the coaches from tonight's matchup. As always, you've got multiple ways to listen to our coverage here in this 37 hours. You can always keep it locked here on 93.9 DeVille. Also listen on the ESPN Louisville app or use the new audio now feature. Listen on your phone and don't use any of your data. It's 641-793-9401 to use that audio now feature. So again, like I said, my name is Taylor Lynch. Lewis Metzinger, my co-host on The Breakdown, joining me tonight, today, whatever you want to call it as well. Lewis, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, dude. I'm excited. Um, ready to get this thing going. Uh, nervous as can be, uh, as always. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see what the cards are going to do on Saturday night. I think we all are. I think we're all nervous, excited, anxious. Uh, it's been the longest week uh, that I can remember. And we're finally here. It's finally upon us. This game Saturday night, it's under the lights at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. I mean, these are the things that when we joined the ACC that we dreamed of and hoped for, and now they're happening. So it's really cool, and we're, we're really excited about that. And we know you guys are really excited as well. So before we get into this game tonight and we bring David Hood on, uh, let's get into what happened Last week, as the Cards went on the road and picked up their first ACC game or victory of the season against North Carolina in Chapel Hill, I think Lewis in that game, um, obviously Lamar Jackson played incredible. The offense played really well, but I think we got some answers to some questions uh, that we had going into the season uh, and even that we had after the Purdue game. So, just kind of your thoughts uh, on that game as well and you've got a great piece of course up on uh, the breakdown uh, you guys can check that out as well yeah I mean uh, you know you're completely right I, I think we saw you know the emergence at running back that we've been waiting to see um, with Malik Williams um, just finally giving us a true taste of what a running back would look like and how having a successful running game from a different position other than the quarterback really opens up Lamar's abilities even more um which is a scary thought for opposing teams i'm sure um but that was great to see um great to see des again um just making big plays when we need it um i I think he's going to be an absolute superstar um when it's all said and done um he's made quite a name for himself already and it's just been two games so i'm excited to see what he does on saturday but we did have a lot of questions answered but there's uh, a loss of also a lot unanswered um especially in the secondary that's uh, quite concerning to say the least yeah i'm with you there on your on your thoughts on the secondary and and definitely that was one of the things that i was thinking about when i said we got some answers in that second half i think louisville found who their running back who their stud running back is going to be this year and i think it is going to be malik williams Um, we heard a lot about him in fall camp heard the coaches talk about how great uh how great of a camp that he had and he comes out and and gets 13 carries for 149 yards um obviously has the big 74 yard carry uh which really pads those stats but even still 
you just saw a physical presence uh, from that running back position. You saw him lower his shoulders um, and really just blast through holes. And that has been something that we've been looking for and wanting to see, just like you said, from the running back position. And you saw that in that second half against Carolina, and hopefully that carries over to this game um, with Clemson. I I think it's going to have to. And another thing we noticed or we wondered was everybody knew Jalen Smith coming into the season was going to be the guy uh, for Lamar to throw the ball to. But who else was going to be somebody that could step up and make plays when they do, you know, move help over to take Jalen out um, and to and to double team him? So who was going to be that other guy that was going to step up? And we got answers. We got answers in this game in the form of Des Fitzpatrick with four catches for 78 yards and two scores. Uh, Seth Dawkins three catches for 45 yards. Um, so you you feel more comfortable now going through the rest of the season because you know you have multiple guys that can make an impact in the pass game for you uh, and that give Lamar multiple options when he's out there to get the ball to. And then, of course, Lamar, like I said, he did, he did Lamar stuff, which I feel like we're, we all may take a little bit for granted. Uh, he, was the, he was the second leading rusher on the team, Lou, 19 carries 144 yards uh a net of 132 because he did have uh the the sack um but three touchdowns and he's averaging 6.9 yards per carry uh was absolutely ridiculous and then his passing yards i mean 25 of 39 for 393 and three touchdowns uh with the longest pass there the 75 yard one um to Jalen for the score. So we did get some answers in that game. The Cards did play well on offense, but Lewis, we touched on it a little bit. It's the defense. It's the secondary. Still some questions there. At Carolina, uh, you saw the quarterbacks for them. Uh, Brandon Harris had 216 yards, went 17 of 23. Uh, Surratt was really hot when he went out. He was 12 of 14 for 168 and two touchdowns. How concerned are you, based on what you saw from the secondary, how concerned are you with this game now against Clemson? I guess what concerns me the most in regards to the defense is how um, Carolina's receiver, um, the smaller white guy, Prohl, yeah. um, he was an absolute monster. Um, he, he made all the big plays. He made the big catches. And he was seemingly wide open every time. And we know, and and Alabama knows, about Hunter Renfro. Uh, um, yes. And he is um, the same type of player as Prohl is. Um, kind of that undersized but um, immensely talented um, receiver. And I just, that 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 name keeps coming back to me. And I kind of have flashbacks because he is a an excellent player. And I think if Louisville wants wants to win this game or has any chance of winning this game, they're going to have to um, do a lot better to contain Renfro than they did um, trying to contain Prohl. Prohl, eight catches for 120 yards uh, with the long of 27 against the Cardinals uh, last weekend. So, yeah, definitely Hunter Renfro uh, and and this the other guys in this Clemson receiving core uh, going to test the Louisville secondary. So that's going to be interesting to watch as we get closer and closer to kick off for this game. Uh, Bobby Petrino sat down and met with the media on Monday, gave his thoughts on the game we just talked about against North Carolina, and also previewed uh, this matchup coming up here with Clemson. Here's what Coach Petrino had to say. 
Watching the video, uh, it was a very good win for us on the road the other day at North Carolina. Obviously, we didn't do everything right. We got a lot of things to work on. Um, but what we really did was compete extremely hard. You know, I was very proud of our players and how hard they played, um, how, how hard they fought in the second half, how we responded to controversy. Uh, I thought was really good. We had a lot of poise, a lot of confidence. Um, you know, we thought a couple times when we got the lead, uh, and then they jumped right back on it, or came back and, and tied it up, or got you know in front of us. That our guys responded really well, uh, and to have that 99-yard drive at the end to go score and win the game uh, was something that was good to see because we really did do a great job of blocking on it, good job of power running and speed running. Um, so it was a good good way to win a game. Uh, obviously looking forward to Saturday. Should be fun, exciting time for us to have game day coming back again. Uh, last year I know was a real special time for our players and coaches and families and fans. Uh, so hopefully it'll be the same type of experience this year. But uh, very good football team. You know, when you watch Clemson play, they always have a great defense, uh, real strong defensive front, fast linebackers and secondary and do a really good job of playing together and, and playing hard. So we've got a great challenge there. We're going to have to be able to mix the run and the pass and, and uh, be balanced, not, not just count on, on one phase running or passing. Defensively, it's going to be real important to us to stop the run. You know, they're going to come in. They've always done a good job of running the football. Quarterback runs, uh, design quarterback runs, we're going to have to be able to stop. Uh, and then they got three really good receivers that we know well coming back that are deep threats, and um, the quarterback played really well for them. So it's a good challenge. We're looking forward to it. Um, can't wait to get started in the preparation tomorrow at practice. So there you hear head coach Bobby Petrino and his thoughts on this game. There uh, from the North Carolina game. Guys, again, you're listening to the Papa John's 37-hour pregame coverage here on 93.9 The Ville. Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger with you. You guys can check out our podcast, The Breakdown, every Thursday night. It's on iTunes or on our website, thebreakdownul.com. You can follow us on Twitter, follow the show at thebreakdownul, or follow me at Taylor Lynch or at Lewis Metzinger uh, as well. And we appreciate you guys doing that and getting on there and, and interacting with you all. And we, we enjoy doing that, definitely. Shout out to Drew Diener and Jason Anderson for having us on this Papa John's 37-hour pregame show. Um, we really appreciate that. So, Lewis, I know how much you love uh, listening to what the coaches have to say. And I, I know that you always take diligent notes when they're speaking um, and, and always have a great comment uh, after they after they speak, so I'll ask you any big takeaways there from the uh, Bobby Petrino sound. Not a whole lot, other than um, I like the I like the sound of confident Bobby. Yes, um, he's he's never really um, overly enthusiastic in one way or another, but you can definitely tell when he's more quiet and just kind of says we're we're ready to get out on the field and start preparing. You you know he's got a little something up his sleeve. So I would not be surprised um, if Louisville comes out. Um, it comes out ready to play. I expect that, um, especially after um, 
the, the past couple of games against Clemson where we've come out a little sloppy, I, I would expect and hope um, at this point that we're a, a, a seasons enough team in the ACC, um, especially to come out under the lights and be ready. Um, I just I expect that at this point. And if we don't see that, then it could be in for a long night. I agree with you. I was watching the 30 for 30 the other day. Um, on the Catholics and Convicts, the the Notre Dame-Miami rivalry. Um, And the players for Notre Dame were talking about that game uh, where the T-shirts are being sold and everything, uh, that Lou Holtz was talking to them in the locker room beforehand and had mentioned that, you know, when they left that locker room, they felt ultra-confident, and they... They knew, they said, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they were going to win that game. Um, and that is the type of confidence uh, that we need to see from Louisville heading into this game against Clemson. I mean, this that's what, that's what they need to feel when they come out of the locker room. They need to have that same type of mentality that we are going to win this game, and there is no doubt in our minds that we are going to win this game. And that's the kind of attitude and outlook uh, that they need to have coming into this matchup. Um, Our friend David Hood of TigerNet.com is going to join us here in just a little bit on the show uh, to talk about this matchup between the Cards and the Tigers. They have played some phenomenal games. Last year's game, probably the best, I would say, of the previous three matchups um, that they've played against the Cards. Uh, I'm looking for just a stellar game coming up. Uh, Lewis, any any thought at all um, about what type of a game we're going to see? Um, I think it would be in Louisville's favor if it was a shootout. Um, I don't think that if we have to, um, if it's you know, a battle fought in the trenches if Louisville uh, has that good of a shot against Clemson um, because their defensive line, as we know, um, is dominant. So I think if Louisville can come out hot early and uh, sling it around against Clemson, I think that bodes really well for the Cards. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't – I just hope and pray again that that the secondary can just be adequate. I'm with you. I, I, I'm – 100% in agreement with you on that one. Uh, I think the key would be to spread out this Clemson defense. You don't want to play them in a phone booth, that's for sure. Uh, well, joining us now to give us some more insight, better insight than we can give, on this Clemson Tigers football team, it's our friend David Hood of TigerNet.com. David, welcome into the show. How's it going? Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me. We are so excited. Uh, we cannot wait for this game, as I'm sure uh, everybody feels the same way. A pre uh, primetime matchup here uh, between the Cards and the Tigers. So, David, what has been the feeling around this Clemson program this week um, in practice and preparation uh, leading up to what is an early season um, showdown in the Atlantic Division? You know, it's it's uh, to me, I was talking to somebody a little bit earlier today that it uh, it's it's probably a tale of two camps. You know, I get the feeling that, uh, you know, Louisville is excited and pumped up and, and the fans are ready. And uh, on the Clemson side, it's almost been business as usual. That mm-hmm. is when he kind of preaches that, you know, hey, the most important game of the season is the next game. The Atlantic Division title can't be won or lost Saturday. 
a trip to the playoff can't be won or lost Saturday. And so, you know, I think that's one thing that this Clemson team has, has done a pretty good job of over the past couple of years is, uh, you know, they just don't, they don't get, you know, too high. They don't get too low. And it's just, uh, you know, for them, it's, a, it's like, it's another business trip and that's kind of the mood of the program right now. Well, David, they always say that you're only as good as your last outing and, and what you did on the field the last time. And I'm sure for Tiger fans, they're hoping that that's not the case with the offense. Um, we saw them against Kent State. They were explosive. Everything was clicking. Points were rolling up. Um, and then last week against Auburn, it was uh, it was a slugfest, and it was a grinded-out type of game for Clemson. So in your opinion, what are the Tigers? Are they closer to what you saw against Kent State? Or is it, you think, maybe more of what you saw against Auburn? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Well, you know, the thing that you have to remember against Auburn is that they, they turned it over, you know, inside the, the 15. And then they missed a field goal that uh, the kid just hit the top half of the football. They felt like they should have had at least 24 points. And then Dabo Sweeney has, and the offensive coordinators even said it this week that, you know, pretty early there uh, in the third quarter, maybe even late in the second. Devo, you know, has said, we felt like Auburn wasn't going to score unless we gave them a short field. Mm-hmm. And so the offensive play calling really from, from midway through the second quarter on kind of uh, back that up. This is, you know, they just kind of ran a lot of stuff into the middle of the line. We're going to throw it out here on a wide receiver screen. And it just, you know, the downfield passing game kind of disappeared. The tight end was taken out of the offense and it became, you know, a thing of uh, we're just going to try and wind down the clock and walk out of here with a win. So, you know, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about what this offense can be this week. Uh, Kent State really didn't put up much of a fight, so the offense was very vanilla. And then last week it was let's just pull in the reins and not turn it over and, uh, you know, we'll get out of here with a win against the top 15 team. David Hood, our guest here, TigerNet.com, joining us on the show. So, David, um, when you look at this matchup here coming up against the Cards and the Tigers, uh, all of the hype that's surrounding it, I think that this is easily uh, going to be the the best matchup between these two squads since Louisville joined the ACC. Um, What are you expecting to see on the field when these two uh, square off? I think it's just going to be more of the same. I mean, it's been, you know, three really close games since Louisville came into the conference. Uh, uh, Louisville has kind of everything in its corner, you know, game day and eight o'clock start and uh, first home game of the season. And it's going to be the blackout and they have the revenge factor. You know, there's a lot of those kind of intangibles that are on Louisville side. And then, you know, also on, on Louisville side is uh, number eight, who is, you just got to say, he's the best player in the country, right? I mean, uh, you know, nobody can do some of the things that, that Lamar Jackson does. So, uh, you know, then you have on the other side a Clemson team that's that's stout defensively, got playmakers all over the field offensively, really good on special teams, really well coached, uh, talent three deep across the board. I think it's just going to be another one of those really good uh, Louisville-Clemson football games. When you look at this Clemson defense, you talked about how, how good they are and how athletic uh, they are. What do you think the game plan is going to be for them uh, going up against Lamar Jackson uh, and, and obviously knowing what he's capable of and, and what he can do? I like to think that 
Clemson is going to rely a lot on um, Dorian O'Daniel and what he can do, especially given the way he played last year against Georgia Tech and defending that triple option uh, when Clemson got the win there. Uh, I, I got to think that he factors a lot into their defensive game plan. Yeah, it's it's great that you, you brought up Dorian O'Daniel. He's been a guy that's played what you know we would call the nickel sand position the last couple of years at Clemson. And if it was a running situation, he was on the field. If you went to a passing situation, he went to the bench and they would put in a nickel back. But this year, they've taken that nickel kind of out of their terminology. And he's been on the field all three downs. And um, they say that he's the only guy in practice that can cover Hunter Renfro. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna leave him on the field. Dabo said this week he's got a defensive back's feet with a you know a linebacker attitude and a linebacker body. And I think what Clemson's gonna do, you have to understand. Last year Clemson had Christian Wilkins out at defensive end. He was 300 plus pounds, and I, I think Louisville kind of exploited that a little bit. Well, Christian's back home now. He's back at defensive tackle where he should be. Clemson's got those two fast ends. I think Clemson's gonna take a page out of LSU's book and say, look. We know Lamar Jackson, he's going to get his. Uh, but what we have to do is make sure that we keep everything in front of us. We have to make sure that you know, you know the, the cornerbacks, the defensive backs stay in their uh, lane, stay in their gaps. Don't don't let Lamar, you think he can run, and then all of a sudden, boom, he throws a 75-yard touchdown pass because a cornerback gets out of, uh, you know, out of his lane. So they're going to have to try and just keep him, keep everything in front. Don't let him get behind anybody. David Hood, our guest here, TigerNet.com, joining us on the show. All right, David, um, we've we've talked about how this matchup between the it's like day, it's like the the two best parts of these teams going up against each other. It's the Louisville offense and the Clemson defense, and that's all we've heard about, and that's all we've talked about. Um, and and everybody can't wait to see that matchup. But a matchup that intrigues me is the two parts of these teams that we might have some questions about and it's the the Clemson offense and the Louisville defense and the Louisville defense has shown in the past couple of games especially in passing situations that they have some real question marks so what are you expecting to see out of the Clemson offense up against this Louisville defense I think you're you're going to see a little bit more of the running game. Uh, Clemson likes to go, you know, with the tempo, and I think that North Carolina, when they went tempo, that gave Louisville some problems mm-hmm. last week. Louisville had problems covering the tight end. I think you're going to see a lot of play action, uh, throw out to the tight end out in the flats, maybe going down the seams, and then I think they're going to take their shots with these receivers uh, down the field. Uh, you know, they've got those playmakers out there. They've got Deion Kane. They've got Hunter Renfro. They've got Nine receivers that, that the receivers coach says, hey, could, could all play in the NFL one day. <laughs> I mean, just a bunch of frisbee-catching dogs out there, to, to borrow a phrase. So I think you're going to see Clemson try and establish that run early, uh, and then you're going to see play action off of that, maybe hit the tight ends, and then take their shots when they can down the field. And you're right, you know, Louisville has had some some problems in coverage, and they've got a new defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, was somebody that gave Clemson just absolute fits when he was there. Uh, so what can Sermon do? Well, that's what we're gonna, you know, we're gonna know a little bit more about that about midnight Saturday. <laughs> that is the truth, David Hood, our guest here on the show. David, we appreciate your time, and uh, we look forward to this game just like I know you do as well. Oh yeah, can't wait to see Lamar Jackson. He's so much fun to watch. Awesome. Thanks so much, David. All right, bye bye. All right, David Hood, there, TigerNet.com. Lewis, you a little surprise there? A Clemson guy showing some love to Lamar Jackson. 
no because he's got his head screwed on straight <laughs> that's true we we do we love david he's uh he can he can um be objective uh when talking about this matchup and not be so uh aggravated about the awarding of the Heisman trophy. Uh, I did like Mark Blake and Baker's theory that the Heisman trophy should sit in front of the Clemson fans section uh at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. I think that is a brilliant idea and if we can make that happen please do. Did you uh, did you happen to see the game day sign that I retweeted um with the uh the peanuts reference no i missed that one okay uh go go check out go when you have a sec check it out on my twitter peanuts yes um iconic and it yes and it's when they've got their little costumes on and they're holding up their bags and lamar's head is photoshopped on one and says i got a heisman trophy and then you've got deshaun on the other side and he says i got a rock, rock. <laughs> Oh, that's great! I, I, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. We need to, we need to like get that. That needs to be the game day sign. You know how they award like the best game day sign on college game day? That needs to be the one. Uh, That's pretty strong. Up there, that's that's strong. That's that's coming in. all right, guys, if you're just now joining us, my name is Taylor Lynch, joined alongside Lewis Metzinger here. Um, we are from The Breakdown. You can check our podcast out every Thursday night on iTunes and on our website, thebreakdownul.com. Again, just to remind you all, if you're out and about getting things ready for this game, uh, there are multiple ways to listen to our coverage here on 93.9 The Ville. Uh, obviously, you keep it locked here. You can listen on the ESPN Louisville app, or you can use the Audio Now feature. Uh, listen on your phone without using any of your data, just call in 641-7939-401. So lots of ways to take us with you uh, all day long leading up to kickoff of this game between the Cardinals and the Tigers. So Dabo Sweeney met with the media as well this week and was effusive in his praise, not only for Louisville, but for Lamar Jackson as well. So let's hear what Coach Sweeney had to say. Okay, thanks, Tim. Uh, good morning. Uh, first of all, I just uh, want to say I'm, I'm really proud of our team for being 2-0 and uh, especially how they competed last week in a really uh, hard-fought game uh, against a very good team, a team that I think is going to have a great year and win a bunch of games. Uh, just been proud of our guys and, and again, a good, the start that we were hoping to have. And uh, But really excited about another big challenge this week. Uh, obviously, uh, Louisville is an outstanding team and a uh, difficult place to play. Uh, game day, you know, heading up there and, you know, 8 12 kick. Uh, it's, it's exciting and, uh, you know, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, to me, that's what, um, you know, you, you come to Clemson for, to be in a part of games like that and, and uh, in, in, in great environments. And, uh, you know, again, got a lot of respect for Louisville, uh, their team. We've had some incredible battles with them and don't expect this one to be any different. Uh, offensively, uh, I mean, they're, they're crazy good. Uh, it's, it's video uh, numbers. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, the, the numbers are averaging 614 yards a game and 7.6 yards per play. Uh, that's incredible, and they've played two two pretty good games, uh, two two good teams where they they've uh, you know had to put up those numbers. So uh, it's just impressive. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson is is unbelievable. 
uh, football player. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's not fun to prepare for. He's not fun to play against. I, I, I much prefer to watch him. Uh, I enjoy that a lot better. Uh, we got our hands full uh, with this with this guy, man. He is <laughs> what a player. Uh, he's averaging 505 yards a game, averaging in two games, 505 yards a game. So. Uh, big challenge for the Tigers this week as uh, as we get ready to, to head up there. Their offensive line, they're really good. They're well coached. Uh, you know, Coach Petrino does as good a job as anybody, he and his staff. And, uh, and just play design and how they attack you, um, you know, they, they do a great job. And, you know, they're, they're probably got uh, as good a group of receivers as we're going to see. They're big, uh, big, big guys, 6'4", 6'3", 6'2". Uh, and uh, so he's got a bunch of playmakers at his disposal, and, and they do a good job of of, uh, of getting it to him. Uh, defensively, uh, the biggest thing that jumps out is all the guys back that have played a lot of football for him. I think they got 12 or 13 guys that have that started at some point last year. Uh, I think nine, maybe full-time starters back off of last year's defense. Uh, it's a really good group. Uh, they're big and strong up front. Um, They've got. Uh, I know they had. They're. They're. They got a corner at number ten as a great football player. I don't know his status, uh, but I know he got hurt. I don't know if he's back or not. But what a player! He's also their returner. Um, you know, they just got. They've got good quality people all across the board, and, and a new coordinator this year. So, you know, trying to really get a beat on on uh, who they are and how they're using their personnel. Uh, Similarly and differently uh, from from the previous uh, staff there, uh, but uh, again another big challenge for us uh, going against a great defense, especially at their place. Um, but again, we're looking forward to it. Uh, this is this is a, a, a fun game to prepare for because you just know that man every play is is so critical, and you, you just you just you, you got to make your opportunities count when you get them, and uh, and then just the challenge of 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 you know, playing uh, against the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, I, I think that's that's something that uh, uh, you get excited about because uh, you want to play the best. And, and you know, uh, what they've done offensively is uh, it's pretty special to see. So, uh, look forward to seeing how we match up, how we do under the bright lights Saturday night, uh, game day, all that stuff. And, and uh, it's a division game. Uh, that's our next goal. Uh, we can't win the division this week. Uh, neither can they. We can't lose it. Neither can they. Uh, but, man, you can get off to a great start and, and really stay in control of your destiny within the division. Uh, and that's, that's what uh, both teams want to do. And we're going to work our tails off to see if we can get off to a good start in conference play. There's Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney as he previewed this matchup between the Cards and the Tigers. Now, Lewis, he said there towards the end of that, and, and David Hood kind of said the same thing when we talked to him just a little while ago, that you know neither team can win the division this Saturday. Neither team can lose the division uh, this Saturday. No team's going to make the playoff or not make the playoff. Um, and I kind of feel like, yeah, it's easy to say that, when you're Clemson and you're the defending national champion and you could probably afford to lose a game and still get in because you've got that cachet now. But I just feel like if you're Louisville, like you can't have that attitude. Like 
it almost needs to feel like the division rides on this game on Saturday night. Like that's how that that's how it's got to feel um, because I don't feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm just being pessimistic and maybe I'm living in the past and I'm stuck in the the Conference USA and the American and all those days. But I just feel like like a one-loss Clemson, they get the nod. But maybe a one-loss Louisville, maybe they don't get the nod. I don't know. Am I just being like overly paranoid and, and sensitive? Or do you understand where I'm coming from? No, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I think in this situation – if it's it's just like last year, if a one loss Louisville team goes in and it, the one loss is to Clemson, then I think it's a toss up. Um, I think if you have a one loss Louisville and they have lost to anybody else, granted, uh, other than Florida State, maybe. Um, yeah, I think Clemson would definitely get the nod. But, you know, if you if you're a Louisville team and you get to the end of the year, fingers crossed, and you're 11 and one with your one loss being to Clemson um, by a, probably a very thin margin who are the defending national champions. I, I mean, I still think you get a certain level of respect and at the very least uh, a New Year's Six Bowl. So um, I think they'll still be respected, but I, I think it's at this point. It's pretty much win or bust for Louisville mm-hmm. with respect to Clemson. Yes. Um, and I think with respect to having a quote-unquote successful season. So I think there's a lot of pressure there on Louisville. I agree. I, I think that Clemson, Clemson can kind of come into this game and play a little loose. Yeah, um, they because they they've already been there. They've already done that. They've already proven that they are national championship caliber team because they won it last year. Um, I don't think that, and I'm not saying that Louisville needs to come in and play tight, but I'm just saying that there is a lot riding on this game for Louisville because you know they got the Florida State monkey off their back last year uh, when game day came to town. Now I don't foresee Louisville doing what they did to Florida State to Clemson Uh, I also did not foresee them doing that to Florida State so uh, who knows what happens but I just think that just the weight of this you you you've lost to Clemson three years in a row Bobby Petrino is 0-3 against Dabo Sweeney I think that those things it's just there's, there's a lot of pressure and a lot riding on this game um and if Louisville wins this game, then I think, one, they shoot up the polls, or at least they should. Two, I think Lamar is in firm control of the Heisman Trophy race. And three, I think Louisville legitimately is being talked about as a national championship contender. Um, and you're in week three. So... And you still have big games left. You still have uh, Florida State. You s- still have NC State, which doesn't look uh, as good with their loss uh, to open the year to South Carolina. And then kind of struggling through that first half against Marshall. Uh, so I know that Mark Ennis is breathing uh, a sigh of relief now that NC State has stubbed their toe uh, already in this young season. So, But Louisville, I mean, they do still have some chances down the road to get these marquee wins, but it's like it's just it lines up perfect if they can get a win this year. And I know we said it in the summer, and 
I'll say it again. I know how good the Clemson defense is, but the Clemson offense has a long way to go, in my opinion, uh, to get to um, – a level where you fear what they can do when they get on the field. With the Louisville offense, you fear what they can do when they get on the field. Um, for Louisville fans, you fear false starts. And, and that wide receiver group, and you heard Dabo talk about, you know, they'll probably not play a wide receiver core as physical, as big as these Louisville guys are the rest of the season. So you fear what they can do when they get on the field. I don't fear what Clemson offensively can do right now when they get on the field. Um, so if you're not going to beat the Tigers this year, then when is it? When when do you get that victory? Because right now, offensively, uh, this is your chance to get them. Um so I don't know. We'll see what happens when these two get it going. But I just I have that feeling, Lewis. If it's not this year, when is it? Yeah, and, and I think we said that kind of at the beginning of the season. I feel like I don't know. I, I think it depends because whether or not we have Lamar next year. But I think at this point, them getting their fourth in a row potentially um, would be really bad for Louisville, seeing as they've been able to beat other teams. Um, that are on par talent-wise, it almost feels like the UK um, U of L rivalry in basketball, where it's more of like a mental thing really than a talent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think that it would, it's really important for them to get it, um, get it this year, just with all the factors that go into it. Especially the biggest one being it's at home and it's the home opener. The fans are going to be jacked up. Um, it's you know game day all the stuff we've covered already it's a big one it's it's just a it's a national spotlight type game and if Louisville can go out and impress and knock off a top five team um, th- that would be huge I- I'm not going to say it would destroy the season if we lost but it-, it would definitely put a big downer on it I feel like dude are you like sitting on a hot take because I feel like every time you start to say something, you kind of like check yourself. Dude, we're on FM radio. I don't know what this is going to happen again. So if you got a hot take, you got to let it out. We just got to put that out there. Like, I, I don't know when this happens again. So we got to seize this moment here. If you got one, you got to let it go. I'm just not the type of guy to come out and be, I'm just not overly confident. I know. I was not. I was not overly confident against Purdue. I was not overly confident against North Carolina. We talked about it on the show. I was, I, I can see. I saw too much of of this um, overthinking going into games last season, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of left me in this place where it's like, if they feel disrespected, then they don't play that well because they think they should be respected, and 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 it's just it's a, it's a disaster no, as far it. as me as me mentally but i i do i'm not going to be the kind of guy that comes out and i'm like Louisville's going to destroy clemson like i've seen <laughs> on my twitter timeline that yeah. scares me that yeah. mentality i do not want to see that that is probably that no matter what that is not going to be the case louisville could beat clemson but louisville is not going to destroy clemson if they do destroy clemson i will i will eat a shoe like actually i will videotape it. where's so, the drop 
I need a drop on that one. That Lewis yeah. will eat a shoe. I will eat a shoe. I will eat a dirty shoe if if Louisville destroys Clemson. So let all the Louisville players hear that. Maybe they want to see me eat a shoe. Maybe not. Maybe they, they don't care. Um, but I just don't think we're going to go in and blow them out um, any way you slice it. So the closer games make me more nervous. So I just try to keep my opinions as as quiet as I can. And then I'll after the after that we beat them, then I'll I'll feel free to let it loose on Twitter for sure. I'm glad you went with the shoe, though. You played it safe. You didn't do the 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 live animal. Uh, yeah. You you played it safe with the shoe. So we'll we'll remember that. We'll keep that stored. Um, that Lewis will eat a shoe. Now, what is what is um, what are you considering like destroying Clemson? Like if Louisville wins by what? Like what? 12, 15, 20? I mean, what's the what's the number that we have to get to for you to eat a shoe? Forty three points. For- Dude, really? If we beat if we beat really? Clemson sixty three to twenty, really? I will eat I will eat a dirty shoe. Okay, yes. okay. He he called it's, this it's shot. It's been here. done. It's been done. That's true. That's true. It it has been done. There's something about college game day on week three. Um, so Lewis eats a shoe if it's if it's sixty three to twenty again this year. Cards over the Tigers. Um, Lewis, there's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, about is this the biggest game in Louisville football history? And I feel like every year uh, that we've been in the ACC, there's been a game, uh, whether it was the opener against Miami, last year against Florida State, uh, this year or the the Thursday night against Clemson, or this year now, Saturday night against Clemson. Um, Every time that it happens, everybody, oh, this is the biggest game in Louisville football history. Oh, and then last year when they beat Florida State, oh, this is the biggest win in, in Louisville football history. And now we get to this game, and now everybody's saying, oh, this is the biggest game in Louisville football history. Uh, so I got to ask you, Lou, is this the biggest game in Louisville football history? Um, honestly, I would say yes. Okay. Solely because of what you've got, the matchup you've got that obviously everyone in ESPN is promoting and whatnot. You've got reigning Heisman versus defending national champions. Yes. That's that doesn't happen that often. Four I think times. It only happened like four times, yeah. So that's a huge, huge deal. Game day being there, night game, blackout, Papa John's, That's all that's huge. I, I don't – I haven't been alive that long to know like what iconic wins happened in the early 90s um, and, and whatnot. But I would say as far as, as far as where this football program is headed – going into these type of atmospheres which are going to become more and more common as we continue to get better as as a football program Mm -hmm. these are these are like milestone games so i think at this point in louisville football history i i think probably yes this just with all that's riding on this game i i think that it definitely is up there i i think last year's game against clemson was huge too um even though Louisville lost, I think it was a pretty big turning point to where Clemson decided to finally uh, take Louisville seriously. So I think this is another step in that kind of evolution. So, yeah, this is a huge, huge game. Um, and, and I guess as far as my limited football uh, history, as far as being on this earth, I'd say this is probably the biggest game. I think you're right. I don't I don't think there's any problem saying this is the biggest game in Louisville football history. And I, and I think that it was totally appropriate last year to say the Florida State game was the biggest game in Louisville football history. And the reason for that is this program, um, for the amount of big-time wins that they have under their belt and for the fact that they are four years into what will hopefully be their permanent home in the ACC – the Louisville football program is kind of still the new kid on the block, 
I mean, they don't have the history of a Florida State or an Alabama shoot even a Miami uh, because I mean they everybody knows how dominant they were in the 80s and 90s Uh, they're not one of those programs yet they are getting to that point and that is why I think that the game against uh, uh, Clemson on a Thursday night uh, last year against Florida State now this year against Clemson each one of those games at the time they happened were the biggest game in Louisville, Louisville football history because they were building the program and you are still in that building phase um, of making this program a nationally relevant, nationally dominant team year in and year out. So every time one of these games comes up, yes, it is the biggest game in Louisville football history for now. Yeah, there's no rules on um, you know, determining what can be the biggest game in history. There can be one every year as we exactly. continue to, to expand and become more um, um, more dominant, I guess, as a, as a a football powerhouse um, that we're kind of not not anywhere near being there, but definitely taking steps in that direction. Oh, yeah. And then I think that and, and I do believe that at some point very, very soon, whether it's this year, next year or whatever, Louisville will win a national championship. Um, it will happen. The, um, the, the way that they are recruiting, the talent they are bringing in, uh, the conference that we're in, it, it, Louisville will win a national championship in football, and it will happen sooner rather than later. Again, I don't know if it's this year or next year or the year after or whenever, but it will happen. And until we get to that point where Louisville has won a national championship, uh, really asserted themselves as a at the big boy table uh, of college football and really made themselves a dominant program where you're looking at them every season ranked preseason coming in and everybody's always talking about them like we talk about Florida State and Alabama and, uh, you know, take your pick, Notre Dame. Uh, Nobody's talking about Notre Dame right now, though. Uh, But you know what I mean. Like, when they become one of those teams, then you can start looking at games and saying, okay, now, looking back, yes, that was the biggest game in Louisville football history because at that point, you will have arrived. And right now, yes, Louisville is right there banging on that door, uh, and really everybody is talking about them. You look on social media, look on ESPN, everybody is talking about them. Um, so they are getting there. They are so close to being one of those teams. Um, but I, for one, as a fan, appreciate so much being a part of this ride and this journey of watching Louisville Louisville football grow. My first Louisville football game, Lewis, and I don't know if I've told you the story before. I, I may have. My first Louisville football game was against Syracuse at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium in Steve Cragthorpe's I don't know what season. It may have been his first season, but Louisville was ranked. They were playing Syracuse, and that was the game that Louisville, or that Syracuse absolutely stomped Louisville. That was my very first home football game that I ever went to. And it's kind of funny because now it was like I was watching the beginning of the end for the football program, uh, it was Brian Brom's senior year. They had started six and zero. They finished six and six, and then of course you know what happened in the years after that. So 
from from watching that to then having season tickets when Charlie Strong arrived and watching him build this program from nothing, from the basement of the Big East to an invitation to the Atlantic Coast Conference and then Bobby Petrino coming back and just building upon that even more to the point where now, last year, when they went to Clemson and played in Death Valley, they were number three in the nation. And if they beat Clemson, I believe this year, I believe they skyrocket again up in the polls uh, somewhere in the top ten. And then, you know, could find themselves again ranked that high. I mean, if when you think about it, it's mind-blowing where Louisville has come from in not a very long amount of time uh, to where they are now. So I will forever have an appreciation for what we are witnessing uh, right now with this Louisville football program. Uh, guys, we got a little while longer to hang out with you all. Again, my name is Taylor Lynch along with Lewis Metzinger, my co-host, uh, also my cousin, so fun fact there. Uh, we are so happy to be a part here of the Papa John's 37-hour pregame show here on 93.9 The Ville. Guys, as always, keep it locked here on 93.9 The Ville for coverage. Uh, also, if you're out and about, you can listen on the ESPN Louisville app or use the Audio Now feature Listen on your phone without using any of your data. 641-793-9401. So, Lou... the cards and the Tigers. I think personally something that we really are going to need to watch for is special teams play. And I feel like you had mentioned that maybe to me earlier in the week. I don't know. It's kind of becoming a blur, but special teams play is going to be huge. Louisville has got to get the ball into the end zone when we're kicking off. I mean, that has to, you don't want Clemson to have the ability to run this ball out and get good field position. And the kickoff coverage team I mean we saw in the first game against Purdue they played awesome the special teams as a whole played great in the North Carolina game not so much Uh, there were some misses on coverage uh, and and then led to them getting the ball in pretty good territory a lot of times so We've got to see that improve uh, headed into this game, I think. I think that's kind of an underrated uh, a part of this, this game coming up. Yeah, I think you're, you're completely right. You know, <laughs> I don't understand at this point the uh, mentality to try and kick the ball into a corner um, <laughs> right in front of the goal line. I see why it would be beneficial if it could be executed well, but there's too many potential um, mishaps that could yeah. that could easily occur. I mean, you could easily, obviously, have it returned, which we've seen already, um, or you could kick it out of bounds, which we've seen already. So I, I don't understand why in pe- recent years we've had so much trouble just kicking the ball through the end zone. Um, obviously, I could not kick a football three yards, but... Um, I feel like with the kind of talent we have on special teams, we should be able to make that happen. So uh, that it's definitely going to be huge. And like we talked about earlier, I think the secondary, um, I think Louisville's O-line versus Clemson's D-line and then uh, Clemson's O versus uh, our secondary, those are going to be kind of the key matchups and then everything else should probably just fall into place. So I, I'm ready for this to get going, dude. I don't, 
I don't know what else I can even say about it. I'm just, I don't know what to expect necessarily, but at the same time, I think Lamar's going to ball out. Uh, and I, I think Clemson's going to do their best to stop him. And we'll have to see uh, when those two powers collide, what, uh, which one comes out on top. So I, I'm right there with you. I think we have to, when you, when you talk about this game, you have to look at the things that you know and feel confident in. One, Clemson's front four is really, really good. They are going to make plays, um, and they are probably at times going to get to Lamar Jackson. We know that. Uh, we also know that the... Louisville offense is really, really good, really powerful, uh, and has a lot of pop in what they can do. Um, We know that the Louisville offensive line has played better, especially in pass protection um, throughout these, through the first two games. We know that. It's obvious. Um, You can look at the fact that Lamar has not been hardly touched. Uh, He did get they get got after him a little bit in the North Carolina game, uh, but for the most part, the O line has played really well, really well in pass pro. So we know that, um, and we know that Louisville has studs at wide receiver. We also know that they have issues in the secondary. When I look at this game, here's what I'm really thinking is going to happen. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to make his fair share of plays. I think that the Louisville wide receivers are going to, be able, going to be able to get separation against a Clemson secondary that I do have questions about. Um, I think the offensive line is going to play well. I do think that Clemson's going to be able to get pressure, and Lamar's going to have to do things with his legs, and he can. Um, so when I look at it, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a stressful game at times. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, But I like the cards in this one, 38-34, your final. Louisville gets that Clemson monkey off of their back and picks up the dub. So, Lewis, what do you think you'll see? What are you hoping you're going to see? Give me a score prediction. Well, I think we've hit on it a lot. I I expect to see... um Lamar make plays. I expect to see the the wide receivers make plays. Um, <laughs> I hope to not see uh, Tremaine Washington get um, spun around by a one of Clemson's uh, wide receivers, but <laughs> we'll see how that actually goes. Um, as far as score predictions, I'm going to go with. I mean, I can't pick Clemson on 37-hour pregame show true. for Louisville on That's 93.9 The Ville. But, um, and I'm not going to do that, but I, I think it's going to be super close. Uh, I guess I'll go Louisville. Uh, let's do hmm. well, let's do Louisville 31, Clemson 28. All right. So 31-28, Lewis's pick. Mine, a little uh, higher scoring. I go 38 34, which may be a little bit tougher on the heart there uh, if it's an up and down game like that. But we'll see. We're just pumped and excited for it to finally be here. And that is all the time we've got on our portion of the Papa John's 37-hour pregame show. Plenty more coming up after us, so stay tuned. Keep it locked here on 93.9 The Ville. For Lewis, I'm Taylor. Go Cards. Beat Clemson. You staring at me all night long. But now I know.